I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. Welcome to episode 558 of A Practical Show, done by a practical guy, and that is me. This show is brought to you by Concealment Solutions, one of the best makers in America of holsters. I have a Cobra Outside the Waistband holster right now, uh, carrying a Sig P365 XL and I can conceal it extremely well. So check out Concealment Solutions. I've been using their products for a long time. No one becomes a sponsor here on this show unless I have used and tested their products. Another sponsor is going to be interviewing with me here in this episode. So I will leave it and talk about it when that time comes. You can get a 10% discount at handgunworld.com. Excuse me, that's the discount code, Handgun World. Go to ConcealmentSolutions.com. <laughs> How about that? Go to ConcealmentSolutions.com and use the coupon code Handgun World. They got great belts. I have three Concealment Solutions belts. One's a horse hide belt, which is great. And actually two horse hide belts. So check them out. They've also got excellent mag carrier pouches and mag holders for horizontal magazine carry, which I firmly believe in. One more time, that's concealmentsolutions.com. And all these links that I talk about will be in the show notes. So I've got Spencer Keepers coming up as a guest here on this episode. And he's another sponsor. And we'll talk about that when uh, when he comes on just a little bit but we got a great topic to cover with you about concealed carry and my guest coming up is going to be the one and the only spencer keepers of keepers concealment i want to talk about something that us freedom loving people really enjoy if you listen to this show you're probably a freedom loving person it doesn't matter what your political persuasion is If you like to carry a gun, you like to shoot guns, you're probably a freedom-loving person. And most of you know I live here in San Antonio, Texas. Originally, I was born in New York City, raised in Wisconsin for most of my young life and young adult life. So Wisconsin's my home state. That's the way I consider it. But I've been in Texas longer than I've lived anywhere. So I've adopted the great state of Texas as my home and we are very gun friendly and the great state of texas recently passed constitutional carry for some of you that may not know not all of you probably follow gun rights closely i have a lot of different listeners i have listeners even from other countries here's a shout out to all my international listeners out there they're listening from everywhere I've got listeners in the UK. I've got them in the Philippines. Uh, as I look at the uh, statistics, I've got listeners from Brazil. I've got, I think, some listeners from France. There's a good group of listeners from Australia that tune into this show. If you're listening to me from someplace outside the United States of America, send me an email. I'd just like to hear about it. 
You can email me, Bob, at handgunworld.com, Bob at handgunworld.com, or handgunworld at gmail.com. Uh, or, or maybe, uh, how about a voicemail? I know it's going to be an international call, but I'd still love to hear from you. Area code 210-646-1727. International listeners, let me hear from you. So Texas, the state of Texas in the United States, we passed constitutional carry. In other words, starting September 1, 2021, there will be no more requirement for Texans to have a permit. A mother may I slip from the government to carry a firearm. It's the way it's supposed to be. And you know what's interesting? I got a comment on my YouTube channel recently. By the way, I've got a pretty active YouTube channel with many, many videos. Check me out over there. YouTube.com slash Handgun World Show. Or just search Handgun World on YouTube. You'll find me. A link will be in the notes uh, as well. So somebody commented and they said that, you know, they, they brought up Arizona. Arizona, I believe, has had constitutional carry since 2010. So that's like 11 years. And actually, apparently, their concealed carry classes are still very well attended. The classes are less money and they're still very well attended. So for people here in Texas who think, you know, if you're a concealed carry instructor here, if you're an LTC instructor, which I used to be, but I decided not to continue with that. But I, I taught LTC here in Texas for four years. I, I still think you're going to see a lot of people attending the classes. And they're going to get a permit anyway. You know why? There's several reasons to still get a permit. Even though September 1st, you can carry a gun as long as you're 21. You're not a convicted felon. You're not prohibited from owning a firearm. You can carry it concealed or open. Starting September 1. I think it's it's great that it's not going to be mandatory by the government. It should never be mandatory by the government. Optional. And what's really good is I think a lot of people are still going to probably take the Texas LTC class. Probably we're going to end up a lot like Arizona, where people are still going to be taking it. Now, there's a couple of really good reasons if you're in, in, in Texas. It really makes it a whole lot easier to buy a firearm here in Texas. You don't have to wait for the NICS background check. You don't have to wait for the dealer to call or electronically check your background. Because Texas waves the background check. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. All the anti-gun people. See, see, no background check. Texas is, they're the wild, wild west. They're a bunch of, they're a bunch of wackos. No, slow down. Slow down. Anybody who thinks that, slow down. You know how many background checks that they do to give you an LTC? A lot. They check your background a lot. They check your background more thoroughly to give you a license to carry than they do when you purchase a gun. So the great state of Texas says, hey, you know what? Since you've gone through all those background checks already, just sign the 4473 form, fill it out, sign it, give us the money and take your firearm home. It's that quick and it's that simple. So that's one reason why I think many people will either take the LTC class or keep renewing their license. I'm going to keep renewing mine. I'm going to keep renewing mine. The other is Texas does enjoy reciprocity 
with many states. I think it's 34 or 35, possibly. 34, 35, maybe 36 other states in America honor the Texas LTC. Now, they may not be constitutional carry states. So if you travel and you want to take your gun with you and you're going to another state that's not constitutional carry, then, you know, it's you need to have your Texas LTC so you can enjoy reciprocity. I also have a Utah non-resident license because I can pick up a few more state reciprocity opportunities with that. So a few more that Texas uh, that, that, that don't honor the Texas permit. We're going to continue to see. Now, I'm going to say this. We're going to continue to see a lot of people taking the class. Please, if you're going to carry a gun, please go get training at the very minimum. Go ahead and take the license to carry class so you can learn about the legalities of carrying a firearm. Taking an LTC class is really not going to improve your shooting Not at all, because here in Texas, you only have to shoot 50 rounds, and it's extremely easy to pass the test. So you're really not going to become a better shooter, or you're not going to learn how to use your firearm much better. But here's what you're going to learn. You're going to learn a little bit about where you can and cannot carry, when you can and cannot carry. You're going to learn about the laws of the land where you live. So take the classes. I think they're dirt cheap. 50 rounds, even still. Ammo prices are coming down, folks. A box of ammo is not going to cost you all that much when you take the class. Take the class, get your license, but you don't have to. It's not obligated. If you don't travel much, you're not going to leave the state of Texas much, you know, and you got all the fire, or, or you don't mind the Knicks background check, because you're going to pass it anyway, right? Well, then, then you know, carry on. I think it's going to be great. So I'm a huge supporter. I think every state in America, any American citizen, no matter where you live in America, should enjoy constitutional carry because the Second Amendment is your license to carry. Plain and simple. So I'm going to link to a YouTube video that I just did on this very subject so how many of you have checked out my youtube channel if you haven't go check it out please and i think you'll find some it's kind of like the video incarnation of the handgun world audio podcast going on let's see 12 years 12 years next month in august i started this show in august of 2009 folks 12 years. How many of you know another podcast out there that's been going 12 years? There aren't very many. Um, I know that Michael Bain has been on the radio and podcasts and TV and everything for longer than me because I started listening to him long before I started this show. Ken Blanchard has been doing it far longer than I have been, I think. Well, I was listening to him, too. I don't know if he took any time off or or whatever. But there are very few podcasts out there that have been running longer than, than this one. So I will be starting my 13th year in August 
And thank you for all the support you folks have given me. My numbers are still pretty healthy. The number of people who listen, the number of people who support, the number of people who are on the Shooters Club, who are members there, my Patreon page, the people that buy through my Amazon store, all kinds of great support out there. The people coming to the classes that I teach most of the time with Ben Branham. Uh, I just, I can't thank you enough for the support that you've been giving me. I love feedback. Email me handgunworld at gmail.com. I always put a post on Facebook. Always put one on Twitter. Yeah, I still use Facebook and Twitter. Me, we, and Parlor. I also post there so I can take feedback that way if you, if you like the social media stuff. And that's it. That's all I want to say here in the first segment of this show. So Spencer Keepers is coming right up. Stay tuned. Hey, Spencer. Hey, man. How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. Good. Thanks for coming on my show. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sorry about yesterday. I just, this dang hip just every once in a while uh, these days just gives me you know, horrible pain, and yesterday was one of them. Yeah, we all have to deal with some of that sometimes. So, which is what we want to talk about in in this episode. Right. Yeah. Well, let's get rolling. So, I want to inter- I want to introduce my special guest, Spencer Keepers. Now, you know, in full disclosure, Spencer's a sponsor of the Handgun World podcast. Now, maker of I think some of the finest appendix carries, appendix carry holsters out there. You're one of the leading authorities on appendix carry you're teaching classes on it aren't you yes yes sure do i have uh got a keeper's holster and uh i've also got an errand so i got a keepers for the uh for this uh shadow systems by the way it drops right in here right into the glock 19 holster perfectly nice yeah and i got an errand for the glock 48 that i uh, often carry and they're just they're fantastic so uh um, thanks again. Yes. Thanks again for donating your time, for being a sponsor, and you're also an affiliate for CCW Safe. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, okay. If somebody wants to get concealed carry protection, they can go to CCW Safe using your link and save a little bit of money, right? Correct. Or uh, they can go to CCWSafe.com and just use code KC10OFF. And uh, they'll uh, they'll save a little bit of money. They'll help me with my ammo fund. It'll all be everything will be good in the world. <laughs> you know what? My sponsors and all of my affiliates, they're my ammo fund too. They used to be my gun fund, but oh. ammo's become so expensive. It now has yeah. to be my ammo fund instead of my gun fund. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I. I'm, I'm starting to see some cracks in the uh, wall on that, though. There are some cracks in the wall. You know, the funny thing is, um, about 11 years ago, I remember having a conversation uh, with my wife at the time, my late uh, first wife, and we were talking about that I was spending a, a pretty good deal amount of money on my uh, my gun hobby. And um, so I said, I tell you what. How about if I can figure out how to pay for my hobby and we don't have to take it out of our personal budget? Uh, Well, she liked that idea. So that was right about the time that I was getting this podcast moving. I guess now that was 12 years ago because 
Uh, I've almost been on the air 12 years, and it worked. So thank you to all my YouTube uh, video watchers. Thank you for all the people who are listening to this audio. Um, You helped me achieve my goal. I fund my hobby now doing this. Nice. Yeah. So, yes, I'm starting to see some cracks on the ammo prices. What are you seeing? Uh, just, you know, I got a, I got an email from, um, an ammo company that I've dealt with, uh, the last few years. And, uh, basically the email was like, Hey, you know, if you're, you know, if you're already signed up as a, as a dealer, uh, with us, essentially, uh, this is what we got available. Um, and you know, here are the prices, here's the amounts, uh, we're gonna we're gonna offer it to you guys first, and you know of course it was gone like the next day or two. Yeah, but, I would think so. You know that's the first time I've seen that email uh, since I started dealing with them about two years ago. And so, and they had some, you know, they even had some five five six stuff. Just you know, wasn't just you know nine millimeter. And uh, so, I was like, holy cow, you know, this is this is good. This is good. So yeah, and I saw another local company here um, uh, put an email out, and you know they had some some good you know like some federal 124 grain and some PMC 115 grain nine at well, well I would never call it reasonable prices ever right because you know I'm still wanting the uh, when I first started training, I could go to Walmart <clears throat> and I could hand the lady a hundred dollar bill. She would hand me ten hundred round boxes of Winchester white box. Wow, which wasn't bad ammo back then, and change ten cents around, less yeah, than ten less cents. Less than ten cents around. Yeah, yeah, less than ten cents around. Uh, so, but this stuff, you know, compared to what we have seen just recently. Uh, you know, it was like almost bearable. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Winchester white box was pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. It was, it it was, was, it was fine ammo back then. Um, I, uh, I uh, actually went and sighted in some ARs this morning and, uh, my local range has a indoor hundred yard range. And, uh, so I went there cause you know, it's, it's air conditioned, (laughs) So, uh, you know, that was a big deciding factor. You know, do I go out in the 90 degree plus temps and, you know, or do I go indoors? So, uh, uh, but while I was in there, I I looked around a little bit and man, they had, they had several good ARs from good reputable companies. You know, their, their handgun stock was pretty, um, you know, I'm not going to say that it was full by any means, but from what we've seen lately, they had, you know, they had guns you could buy. Yeah. Well, that's good. And so, uh, did they have ammo? Yeah, they actually had some ammo too. Now I'm not sure. And you know what the requirement still is on that. I didn't ask, uh, but I was looking at their shells when I was, you know, checking in to get a lane and I was like, my gosh, they've actually got, you know, they've actually got a little bit of ammo on the shelves. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm not I'm not quite as, as spoiled on the prices as you because I don't go quite that far back. But when I first started, it was 2005, 
I guess that was 16 years ago. Wow. I remember going to Academy Sports and Outdoors. Do you have those in Oklahoma? You got an oh, yeah. Academy? Yeah. Uh, for for viewers and listeners who don't know, Spencer's in Oklahoma City area, and I'm in San Antonio. I used to go to Academy Sports, and I think I used to pick up, speaking of cheap ammo, I used to pick up the CCI uh, Blazer aluminum case right. stuff. And I think it was five ninety nine for a box of 50 Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. It wasn't yes. $0.10 cents a round, this, though. This was... Uh... You know, probably be about that same time, 2006 or seven or so that, you know, I was getting the stuff at Walmart. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's really like, you know, that's really when it kind of started, you know, 2000, of course, you know, the, the, uh, 2008 and, um, you know, it's just, you know, ammo took off and it's, we had a little bit of a break never. in the prices for right. a little we, while. But it's never came back. No, it never did. I remember when Ben Branham and I started teaching classes, when we started teaching Beyond Concealed Carry, it was 2010 or 2011. And we had a couple of students in one of our classes ran out of ammo after the first day. And they just ran to Walmart and bought ammo for the next day, extra ammo. Right. Uh, and it was cheap and it was available and it was there and... Yeah. And that was it. And now, yeah. Yeah, now, that now. we're going to get into our main topic here in a minute. But I don't believe Walmart's selling pistol ammo anymore, are they? You know, I don't. I don't know. I know they. I know they quit, and then I think I heard that they started again. But you know, they can't get it. So, or you know, it comes. You know, it. it I will say this. I have I have seen where they have, like in my Walmart, where they've kind of redone the sporting goods aisle. They took the shelves completely out that had the ammo. Now they have shelves back that is labeled with ammo, but I've never seen an ammo in it. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, so let's get started. Uh, this was your idea, and it's a really good one. Um, I, I invited you to come on, and I asked you what you wanted to talk about. You want to talk about concealed carry while you're injured, right? Correct. Yeah. Carry it's a great idea. Great idea. Uh, uh, so, uh, unfortunately, I have quite a bit of uh, experience in this. And <clears throat> I give the, the listeners uh, a little taste of that. I've had three joint replacements I've had three shoulder surgeries. I've had two hand surgeries. I've had a couple back surgeries, uh, numerous uh, knee and hip surgeries, you know, before the replacements, et cetera. So uh, um, I've had ample opportunity to uh, have to carry a gun and not be physically fit, right? Uh, and, And a lot of times that that looks way different then, you know, when I'm really good to go and I have, you know, my jeans on and I have a Glock, you know, 17 or 34 or, a, you know, bread of 92 and two spare mags and a centerline knife and pepper spray and, you know, all that stuff. Right. And, yeah. you know, and I'm fit and I've been taking jujitsu and lifting weights and, uh, you know, <clears throat> so now we're talking about, you know, I can barely walk, <laughs> um, I can't wear, you know. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry about I, that. You know, 
you know, well, I mean, I, I can walk pretty well fine now, but you know, there's, there's been times before or after, you know, a joint replacement where walking is just a real challenge, you know, especially right after a replacement because you're on a walker. Uh, and, you know, depending on, uh, depending on the replacement and kind of how that surgery goes, you know, that's, that's a few days to two weeks or better, you know, on a yeah. walker. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, and, you know, that, that presents different challenges. Oh yeah. So one of the things, you know, I want to talk about, I got some notes here. I'll be kind of referring to my phone. Um, uh, you really are going to have to understand that you're probably going to have to move away from your primary method of carry. Right. Um, because a lot of times you just won't want to have, uh, you know, traditional pants and traditional belt on. Uh, and that may be because of comfort. It may be because of, uh, you know, you're going to PT and you need more, um, uh, uh, you know, clothes that allow you to move a little easier, et cetera. Or it may just be the fact that you need them, you know, kind of easy on and off because, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, it, it just less painful to take off a pair of sweatpants than it is to take off a, you know, normal pair of pants with a gun bolted onto them and all that. And, but yeah, it, it is, but you're right. That does present a whole different challenge when carrying a pistol. Right. So, uh, you know, one of the things for me that I've done a lot of is carrying with, uh, sweatpants. <clears throat> um, and, uh, uh, that also happens with shoulder surgeries because a lot of times you can't really work the belt you know, very well, just one handed, uh, and get everything on, you know, and, uh, uh, so you, you know, you got to kind of watch out for that. Uh, you know, the sweatpants need to have a, a pretty good draw cord system on them and, yeah. um, and you need to have a holster that has a, a robust enough clip that you can clip a gun onto that. Like your errand, your errand like, is good for like, that. Like the Aaron or Cornerstone, I'm actually Cornerstone. Using, uh, I'm actually using a keeper. We make a keeper for the uh, shield. Okay. Uh, and I, I'm running a shield plus with a 13 and one uh, with a shield dot, <clears throat> and uh, I put a. Uh, you make you it for the 365 too? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 Okay. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, 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 well, actually, we do the Cornerstone for the 365. Well, we okay. do the Cornerstone for the. Sh no, we don't. Oh, crap, I can't remember. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, well, check out keepersconcealment.com, and you'll find yeah, out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Jeez. Uh, um, so, anyhow, uh, you want to think about a holster that can clip on and stay pretty robustly clipped. And, and you're going to probably want to start looking at, at smaller guns. And yeah, yeah. And now, you know, when you said, when I said smaller guns, you know, five or six years ago, that meant a J frame or, a, you know, or a, a standard capacity shield or something like that, you know, but now we have the, you know, the, uh, the SIG 365, uh, shield plus and all that plus the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, 43 X and et cetera, uh, 48, uh, so you can kind of outfit those guns to be, uh, 
you know, real, actual, real fighting guns and what we would consider real fighting guns from back in the day. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of them has almost twice the ammo that we found acceptable back then. Yeah, so, you're right. Uh, you know, since you're talking about, um, I want to interject something. Since you're talking about shoulder surgery, I do have experience with this. Um, in 2007, I got a really nasty uh, tear in my left shoulder from a water skiing uh, accident. And... Uh, you know, doing stupid stuff on water skis. And uh, I had a slap tear. I don't know if people really know what that means. Any doctors that are listening to this would know what a slap tear is. Most people know what a rot rotator cuff tear is. But anyway, so it was a pretty uh, extensive surgery. And you're right. You are exactly right. Uh, like an idiot, I tried, once I got out of my sling, I tried to go shooting. Um, even though I was told not to do that. And I was doing a lot of shooting one-handed. But what, what I reverted to, because you're right, the belt and, of course, the the, the air end holster didn't exist then. Um, so I pocket carried. That's what I had to do. And, and the surgery was on my left. So good thing I'm right-handed. So I pocket carried in my right pocket. Yeah. And that's what I had to revert to until I was fully healed. Yeah. And... And that's that's one of the things that I'm that uh, uh, I was fixing to get to uh, <clears throat> is, uh, you know, pocket carry may be the way because, uh, you know, for me, it was two shoulder surgeries on my right and now just recovering from one on my left. And you're a right handed shooter, right? And, and I'm a right handed shooter. Yeah. So, you know, it was a whole lot of, you know, support hand only shooting. I got really good at it, you know. Yeah, I guess you did. Uh, uh, but you know, if you know you have that kind of uh, surgery or something coming up, you need to plan ahead for that. Uh, but another thing I want to talk to the, the listeners about is is making sure <clears throat> that you have a holster system set up for your offhand ready to go. Oh, thank you, you for bringing that up. You never know. This, this happened to me. Um <clears throat> uh, I had a little scratch on my uh, pinky, my right-hand pinky. And within four hours, I couldn't close this hand. Wow. Uh, it was MRSA. And that hand, you know, it, you know, it kind of bothered me. And then it was, you know, it was like, and I don't know what I did or where it was or how I, you know, what I touched or anything. Uh, but within four hours, I couldn't close that hand. Now, you know, for me, that wasn't a problem. I just walked out to the shop and got a left-hand holster and put it on, and, you know, I was on my way. But, you know, for people that... They're not stocking left-handed holsters, most people. Right, and especially back in the day, uh, I don't know how many times, you know, as, you know, owning the holster company or, or being involved in it, we've had guys or gals send us a you know, email like, hey, you know, I just... Uh, you know, I, I fell and broke my arm and I need a, I need a, you know, this hand holster or that hand holster like today, you mm -hmm. know, like, well, you know, uh, we'll, we'll try, but you know, we'll uh, do our best, you know, but back then our wait times were, you know, in the four to five months range, you know, yeah. now they're in the, in the one to two week range, which is, you know, that's reasonable. You know, it's quite reasonable, you know, yeah. but back in the, back in the day, four or five month wait was not out of the norm at all yeah i mean the whole reason i started the company was because uh when i decided to try and carry appendix i couldn't get a holster for over a year 
they're back they're they're they were that far backlogged yeah and uh uh, so you know you want to start thinking about that kind of stuff now well and i'm glad that you brought that up because um i do have some left-handed holsters i'm a right-handed shooter but i got some left-handed holsters and this kind of leads into um your expertise and that is appendix carry uh because what I learned when I had my left uh, shoulder operated on, when I was recovering, that I better learn how to draw one-handed. Yeah. And yeah. if if it had been my right shoulder, I, at that time, was not very good drawing one-handed only with my left hand. Right. Uh, but I would think if you're carrying an appendix position... With one of your holsters, ah, the light's coming on. If I reverse it and I have a left-handed version of the keepers, then I can much more easily, inside the waist appendix, draw with my left hand. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it it can be done uh, strong side, too, as well. I mean, that's not... Insurmountable, but it is a little easier to draw one-handed from appendix, and that's because the gun is kind of already in front of your hips. Yeah, you know? but if I already uh, have a left-handed holster, if I have a left-handed right. holster and my right arm is out, well, then I can just carry on my left side and draw yep. and yep. learn to. Let's see, how do you lefties do this? Learn to shoot left-handed there, right. just like that. See, yeah. um, it's and something you're I don't. Probably going to be shooting. Just weekend only. You know, you're not yeah, gonna have the weekend only. Gun on hand. But people and don't practice gun. this though. They don't buy they don't buy the opposite side holsters and they don't practice this, do well, they? Well, a lot of people don't think about it and we only we really only like to practice what we're good at, you know. So yeah. um and uh so and I've got a little story to kind of tell about okay. about that. Uh uh because I had just had a uh and this kind of rolls on to what we just talked about with some of the guns and capacity. Okay. So I'd had a, a knee surgery, right knee surgery. And a week later I had a right shoulder scope. And I will tell you, I was, I was much younger and I was in much better shape then. And that's still that, pretty hard to endure in one week. Oh, it, man, that Oof. really knocked me down. Uh, the, uh, about the only wow. physical activity I could do during the day, uh, you know, for a few weeks after that shoulder surgery was get up and go get the mail. And that, well, that was about it. So I had a great chocolate lab at the time named Hershey, <laughs> called Hershey, the wonder dog. Cause he was, a he was kind of one of a million, <clears throat> uh, fabulous dog, one of the best retrievers, uh, trained in, in a several state area at one time, uh, won a bunch of hunt tests, all that with him. So him and I would walk to the, to the mailbox and, and there was a bush out there and, you know, and he would run out there and pee on the bush and all that. And, uh, so we got out to do that one day and as we're walking to the mailbox along the uh, the road, there's two houses down, there's an entrance to our street, one of the two entrances, and uh, out pulls this old dilapidated Chevy pickup, pulling a little trailer <clears throat> with uh, uh, two guys in the cab and three guys in the bed. 
And the dude looked at me that was driving it, and he looked at me like I was a piece of meat. And I was like, oh, this is going to be trouble. So I called the dog to a sit. He rolled up and stopped in front of my mailbox. <clears throat> the, there were two, two guys facing the other way on the other side of the bed in the back. And he said something through the, the open back glass window and all three of the guys got on that side of the, my side of the bed of the truck, the driver's side <clears throat> and were crouched down, you know, ready to, ready to jump out of that bed. <clears throat> Whoa. And so, you know, and, and I'm just going to get the mail. Okay. And, uh, and you so, coming off of two surgeries. Coming off two surgeries, hurting so bad. I'm, there's no way I can fight. I mean, I can't even walk or move. There's no way I can fight. Uh, but I had a J-frame because, you know, J-frames are cool, right? Well, they're cool right up to the point that you have five, five shots and five bad. Five bad, yeah, exactly. People don't think about that. And so, well, and it would only happen to me. That's, you know, kind of my luck. But, uh you know, so there was a real unspoken discussion me and the driver were having at this point in time. And he knew something was a little off, but he also knew my condition, you know. So <clears throat> so what what I finally did, because it was pretty cold at the time, and I had a, a vest on. And I had that J-frame, you know, uh, I had my left hand on it in that pocket. What I finally did is I just pushed that J-frame out and made it print, right? And when he finally noticed that, he floored that pickup. <laughs> <laughs> he was out of there, right? Threw those guys in the bed all the way up against the tailgate, and he was gone, you know. And so the next day when I went to get the mail, I took a Smith & Wesson M and No, I took a. I took a Glock 19. Oh, uh, good. 15 rounds of ammo. Yeah. And I felt much better about that, right? Well, you felt better, but you, you think about that. Even if you got a Glock 19 with actually 16, one in the pipe, and those five guys show up, you, you, you can't afford to miss too much. No. If yeah. if something goes down, you know what I mean? That's I mean, a, you know. A, well, uh, good. He he saw the gun, and he's like, I'm I'm yeah, got no yeah. part. I, I want no part of this anymore. Yeah. He, he, he was gone, and so that worked. He wasn't looking to get into a gunfight. So I'm kind of saying that uh, for the listeners to think about, you know, while a J-frame is a good self-defense firearm, um, it may not be the best for carrying while injured. You know, especially nowadays, right? Especially with some of the guns we've already talked about having so much higher capacity. You know, you might, you know, if you carry a J-frame a backup, a J-frame for a backup, I think that's still a legitimate role and a legitimate gun. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, you might think about carrying something with more ammo on board. Well, and now that you say that, I just admitted 10 minutes ago that when I was coming off of surgery, I was pocket carrying. Right. And all I was carrying was a little six-shot Keltec 380 in my pocket at that time uh well i think it was six plus one so i had a seven shot 380 uh had i been in your situation i'd have been quite nervous as well 
Um, right. You know, have, so you're right. And and the beautiful thing about the beautiful thing about you know today's guns like this 365. Well, this is the XL version, but in my safe, right. in my safe is the regular 365. Um, you can pocket that thing too if you have to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you still and, have and uh, 12 rounds. The, yeah, that's the great thing about it is you can still pocket carry those guns. Or put it in an errand holster in your sweatpants. Right. Yeah, or that. Or now with the Enigma, you know, you might be able to get an Enigma and, you know, carry even your full-size gun, you know, because it really takes the weight. It takes the the having to have a secure waistband, whether it be a belt or a, or a, a draw cord or whatever, you know, it takes that part of the equation out of carrying a gun. Talk about the the Enigma. Uh, so the Enigma is it's a genius idea. It's it's by a Philister, John Hopman and his group, uh, and it's basically a kit uh, that you bolt a holster to. Uh, uh, there are several manufacturers out there that that uh, you can you can you know use this on. Um, I've actually got one. I haven't got it set up because I just I just got it here a while back. Um, and it's got a bunch of different, atta- uh, different, not attachment points, uh, for the holster, but attachments points for the, the, the belt, if you will, that it comes with. So, you know, you can adjust kind of where the, the, uh, the force lines go, you know, you can have the gun farther down, uh, on the belt or higher up, you know, and there's a few different positions you can put, you can put it almost anywhere. One. And yeah, and so it, it's a it's it's a fabulous idea. It's been you know it was really well tested. It was really it's really well designed. Um, uh, you know, it's not. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll warn everybody. It's not something you're going to get and you're going to you know take it out of the bag and put it on. You know, you're going to have to you're going to have to put it together you're going to have to play with it you're going to have to adjust it you're going to have to try different positions you know it may take a while but in the end it's going to be worth it but in the end it's something that you can throw on and then throw gym shorts on and a light t-shirt and still have a you know maybe even a full-size gun on with a light yeah and be good to go on that well and these days though with with also other good holsters like your your errand and things like that if i was injured and you know a lot of people don't think about this but you need to think about what's going to happen i'd probably throw this uh, 365 or my glock 48 in your errand holster even if i'm wearing gym shorts or or sweatpants yeah and that's and that's what i do and a lot of people do that. Yeah. And that's, and that's a viable option. And I would do, I would do, I'd have a, a right hand and left hand version of yeah. each one. And, uh, but the, uh, you know, kind of what I was saying, the Enigma kind of is even, you know, for some people that it works well with, you know, it's, it's, uh, not only can they use it when they're healthy, they can use it while they're injured. You know, yeah. it's, it's like a full, uh, it just solves a lot of problems with carrying. Uh, uh, but one of the other things, uh, you know, that I want to talk about is, you know, we've talked kind of length about the gun and the holster setup and, and to plan ahead and all that. Well, <clears throat> the other side of that is, 
you know, you're really going to look, you really need to look at your behaviors and your awareness during this time. Well, yeah. So you want to start thinking about, you know, definitely carrying pepper spray, uh, having something, you know, between a harsh word and a gun and a gun, as Chuck Haggard says, uh, uh, so I do that, like when I had my shoulder in the sling, uh, I carried my pepper spray in the sling itself, you know. Ah, and, that's good. And, 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 you know, and that worked pretty well. Uh, but one of the other things I want to talk about is, like, situational control. When you're walking in and out of the store, uh, when you're, <clears throat> you know, when you're going places, going to a doctor's office, et cetera, while you're injured, uh, you need to be on a whole new plane of situational awareness. Absolutely. Okay. So some of the things that I will do is I won't go to some of the big box stores like Walmart, you know, et cetera. Or if I have to go, um, I will drive through that parking lot, not to get a better parking spot, not to, you know, anything like that, uh, or, and, and, but if that happens, that's fine. Uh, but to kind of understand who's where and what's going on. Cause the last thing I want to do is, you know, get out and start walking down an aisle, <clears throat> uh, uh, and, you know, walk right into, a couple of guys that are just kind of loitering around. No, that's a very good point. As soon as they see that you're injured, you immediately became game. Yeah, you're right. So you scope the place out first. So really scope the place out uh, more so than you would, you know, if you were, you know, I mean, if, if, you know, if I'm in good shape and I've been taking jujitsu for a year and, you know, I box a little bit, you know, and I got a gun, I got a sub-second draw and I got pepper spray and I got all this stuff. You know, I may not spend as much time scoping the place out. You know, I may just rely on, on, you know, on those uh, assets. But your quick draw is not going to be too quick if you have to use your weak hand. Right. And, you know, when you, when you don't have those assets, you have to make up for them using your brain. And that's very good point. You can do it. Very good point, Spencer. Thank you. So, so, um, uh, so really scope the place out before you get out. Try and park as close as you can to limit your exposure. Uh, in Don't the go park. at night. Don't go at night. Uh, use food delivery services. You know, have food already stocked up in your house. If you know the, you know, if you know the surgery is coming, you know, uh, if if not, and you just suddenly get injured, you know, which people do, they trip and fall and break bones and, you know, all sorts of stuff. They get bucked off horses, you know, they, uh, they fall off ladders, you know, they, I mean, people get hurt all the time, you know, yeah. uh, swing sets and trampolines and on and on and on. Um, my, uh, <clears throat> one of my ex brother in laws was the orthopedic surgeon. He said trampolines was one of his, you know, he was like, if, if he could, like promote anything it'd be like telling everybody to buy a trampoline because we'll see you in the office <laughs> well you and know. you just brought up something uh, really that i want to kind of i want to focus in on you know you brought up 
today we got so much curbside and parking space delivery. Right. It, at our local stores. Uh, so if you know you're going to be injured, or even after you find out you're injured, use more of that kind of stuff. Make yeah. sure that you're carrying, but understand that uh, it might not be a good idea for you to get out and go into the store. Right, right. Get out of your vehicle because, and you go know, in the store. You know, let's face it, even if, uh, you know, even if all you had was like us, like a, a shoulder surgery, you know, there's a few weeks there that even even though it won't keep you from running, if running away was an option, you know, uh, it will definitely slow you down because you just won't be able to take the impacts of running because of the pain that it will put you in. Let me talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Most of my listeners know, but maybe not all of them, that I'm a stage four cancer survivor. And uh, in 2015, in January 2015, I completed 14 total months of chemotherapy and uh, a six and a half hour brain surgery. And I beat the cancer. But let me tell you what, after 14 months of chemo, a stem cell transplant and a brain surgery, I'm in no shape to run. I remember that I, it was, it was 2015. It was only six and a half years ago. If I had been attacked, I had no fight in me. Right. Uh, I was lucky to be alive at that point. Right. I was lucky right. to be alive. I had no fight in me at all. Right. Um, so, and, and of course I carried, but my reflexes were diminished. My mental state was diminished. Yes. Uh, I could not run. So forget busting off the X. I, I was lucky to get out of bed and make myself a ham sandwich. Right. At that point. I'm, and people don't, they do not understand this. And I'm sure there's listeners no, they right don't. now going, oh, you know, that'll never happen to me, blah, yeah, blah, blah. And it I, could. And I was that guy, you know, until it happened to me. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, and I know guys that are in their 60s that they're not even on any medication. And they can't, they can't fathom. No. All the stuff that's happened to me, they can't understand it. And you're probably going to relate to this, Spencer. But even after you're so-called recovered, because, quote, unquote, I'm recovered, right? My cancer's in remission. My reflexes are not anywhere near what they used to be. Yeah. My reflexes, my speed, and my strength probably will never come back. That I used to have in 2012, 2013, before... I, what I went through. Uh, maybe you've maybe you've experienced the same thing. Your reflexes so, might not be there, right? Um, for me, luckily enough, uh, through all my hand and shoulder surgeries and all that, that would cause me, you know, issues. My reflexes have stayed the same. Oh, good, good. Uh, or you know, with within within enough of a percentile that most people you know, wouldn't know the difference. Go Okay, good. Uh, well, bless uh, that you're, you're so, blessed. Right. But, you know, having to deal with chronic pain like I do, mm-hmm. you know, causes a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, there are some days, like you said, you know, lucky to get out of bed and make a ham sandwich. There are some days that's my only goal is just to get out of bed. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And people... You know, a lot of people won't understand that till they get there. And yeah. 
you know, what I'm trying to do is get them to kind of realize that, you know, there's, there's another world out there, um, that may come knocking on my door and mm-hmm. I may need some information to, to deal with that. And I know that there are listeners that are listening to this or people that are watching this that are permanently uh, disabled. They're permanently, yes. permanently physically challenged. Right. Um, and so the way they view carrying a gun is quite a bit different, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what they have. Yeah. What their ability to do with that, you know, if they're a walker on their on a wheelchair, you know, uh, uh, I I really can't speak for carrying a gun on a wheelchair, but uh, I I know guys that do, and about probably more than half a carry appendix, but some of the guys can't make that work, and they carry a strong side, or they carry you know in their chair, you know, they have a you know, for lack of a better word, a uh, you know a a uh, uh, a bag or a pouch or a pocket, you know, that they slip the gun in, uh, and you know the the chair now becomes their holster, you know, if if you will, uh, and you know, <clears throat> um, I'd encourage the listeners that that may be like that or know people like that to look, you know, kind of look beyond the traditional carry methods and find a method that works for them. Yeah. Uh, and, and find a trainer that's willing to work with them, you know, probably on a one-on-one basis, uh, and come up with a good plan, you know, on how to do that. Yeah. Great uh, point. You're making a great point. So, uh, um, a couple other things I'll talk about, you know, really quick, uh, uh, if you're having, you know, like a, a, a joint replacement, uh, like, like a, a, you know, a knee or hip, um, ask your doctor for a temporary, um, handicap parking permit. I did know, that. I so did that. that. you And, or, you know, something like that so that you can park closer typically, you know, uh, and that also the, the one of the things I really like about that is, the parking area is larger so Mm -hmm. you have a better field of view and for somebody to get close to you they have to come through more area to do that that's a great point right so that area is more open so you can see what's going on better and you probably won't have any problem getting the the parking permit yeah you probably won't um uh and then uh doctors uh, visits have been kind of a sticker for me because, you know, I want to be armed all the time, right? Well, you know, when you're going into a doctor's office, um, you know, you may have to have an x-ray, you may MRI shot or MRI or, you know, whatever. So you got to kind of plan ahead for those. And a lot of these appointments I go to by myself. Um, and, uh, uh, and, you know, that's just by design, but Uh, so like, um, uh, I have been able to carry a gun in a doctor's appointment, uh, and even hadn't had my take my shirt off because I wear that sleeveless under armor shirt, you know, and I'll just slip it over the gun and it's concealed the gun well enough that I've had. Uh, orthopedic surgeons examine me and never see it even with my, you know, with one shirt off. 
or if I know I'm going into one that, you know, most likely I'm going to have an X-ray or a, a steroid injection or something like that, um, you know, I'll carry a small backpack with a laptop in it and I'll have my gun and pepper spray in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but then sometimes they make you put that in a locker before you go in for the test, though, too. Well, it, and there's and there's some points where you're just not going to be You're armed. not going to be able to be armed, you yeah. Accept that. When, I have, when I have my annual PET scans, I, I can't be armed for that. Uh, or an MRI, it's just, uh, just right. not going to work. Right. And, you know, like what I was fixing to say is when I've actually had the actual surgeries, you know, there's no way I can be armed. In, you know? <laughs> and, but but my wife goes with me or, uh, right. you know, a couple times I've had a buddy go with me and they're armed. Yeah. You know, and yes. that's the best that I can hope for in that situation. These are all great things that I bet a lot of people just don't take into consideration. I, I, I hope. I hope that they get something out of this. I really do. I do too. Um, I plan to really promote this this pretty heavily because you and I both have experiences with it, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening and watching that have had experience. And I'd like to hear from you. If you you know everybody knows my voicemail number, uh, or you can put comments on this video or comments on this podcast or catch me or Spencer on social media and stuff. I'd like to get a conversation going about this because it's very important. Yes, yeah. I think a lot of people think that when they're injured, oh, I just can't carry anymore. And that's not really true, is it? No, no, it's not at all. It's not at all. Yeah. And, I, and you know, and I, I hesitate to agree with that because I would like to think that most people – really apply a lot of work in, in how they carry and all that, but you're probably way more right than I am. There's probably a lot of people that is just like, oh, well, you know, you know, I can't do what I normally do. Yeah, so uh, forget it. Not, forget the gun. It's not going to worry about it when, when a little bit of planning ahead and preparation will allow you to be able to carry. And you said something earlier, probably the absolute best point of this episode. When you are injured... And a bad guy sees that, you're his prime target. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I, that simple. I have, I have not, not only have I seen it the one time, you know, I talked about, I have seen it, you know, as many times as I've been jammed up. I've seen it several times. And it is, it is a very humbling and scary experience Ooh, to look yeah. at another human being and realize they know they can physically take you if they decide to. And that is a feeling I hope none of the listeners ever have to experience. You've experienced that. I, I have experienced it more than once, and it is not pleasant. But, thankfully, but, if you have the gun, yeah, right. it's thankfully, an equalizer. Yeah, thankfully, Sam Lecoult got that figured out four years ago. And- <laughs> this is great stuff, Spencer. Thank you very much. Before we uh, conclude this, uh, talk about what do you got going on at Keeper's Concealment or your training uh, or CCW uh, safe or talk about something like that. Uh, the, you know, the holster company's chugging right on along. Um, CCW how about classes? Safe, 
CCW Safe is doing good. Again, code KC10 off. I've got a class coming up in Ohio and a class coming up in Missouri uh, later this fall. Um, uh, they're pretty slim on signups right now, but we do have you know several signups, so I'm, I'm hoping that those classes will make. Uh, uh, and... Uh, then I intend to start uh, teaching some local classes this fall. Uh, I think that'll be good. Oh, um, shoot me an email I'll, when you do. I'll come up to Oklahoma City. That's not all that far. Um, uh, so definitely. Um, yeah, that's good. For people who, who don't know, um, my experience with uh, Spencer's classes was about two or three hours at TACCON conference four or five years ago, whatever. Um, and even just that two or three years two or three hours was, uh, was incredible. So I want to come train with you soon. Yes, that'd be good. When you do local, when you say local, you mean state of Oklahoma, right? Yeah, 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 here in the city. So, yeah. So. Yeah, I, uh, so check it all out over at Keepers Concealment. You got your classes on your website, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. The classes are there. The holsters are there. CCW Safe is there. Kind of a one-stop shop for me. So Okay. I've always said that time is the greatest asset we have. Um, and you just you just gave me about 48 minutes of it. So I very much appreciate it. Again, thank yes, you, sir. Spencer. And um, is there a last word you want to leave with people? Uh, be prepared. Be ready. Uh, have me understand that you should see the world as it is, not as how you see it. Oh, I like that. Right. Uh, I see got the world as it is, not how you see it. Yes. Uh, uh, that's. A, I like that's that. Can I borrow that? Quote. Absolutely. That's <laughs> a rough quote from the late Dr. William April. Ah, uh, Dr. April. Okay. You're borrowing it from him, and, and I'm going to borrow that from you. Sounds uh, good. I like that. That's a, great, that's a great note to end on. Thanks again, brother. I appreciate yep. you coming on the show, and uh, let's do this again sometime. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Okay, great stuff from Spencer Keepers. And, Spencer, thanks again for your time Check it out at keepersconcealment.com. Also, remember, as we talked about, he's also a CCW Safe affiliate protection you certainly need if you're going to consistently carry a gun. Go to Keepers Concealment CCW Safe affiliate link, and I will put that link in the show notes. And this may also go on YouTube, so I'll put it on there. And KC10 off is the coupon code please remember to join the shooters club if you haven't for only eight dollars a month you can support this show 75 dollars a year shootersclubmembers.com i'm so proud of the work that ben branham and i have done and it's very educational i think you're going to enjoy it for eight dollars a month almost anybody can afford eight dollars a month what are you waiting for? Shootersclubmembers.com. And come train with us. Ben and I are doing 
two classes, one in in San Antonio, September, and one up in North Texas in October. Check it out. A September class in San Antonio and up in North Texas in October. You can find those class listings at handgunworld.com. Complete descriptions, pricing, and everything. There are early bird specials going on right now. With all that said, thanks for tuning in, folks. Again, this is a practical show, and I try to get some good practical information out to you each and every day. Count your blessings, folks. We are all blessed, and we need to focus on that. Most of you know my faith. I'm a Christian man, and and Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and he gives me the motivation every day to get up out of bed, do the things I do, talk to you, and do this podcast, and I would not be doing this for 12 years without Christ's blessings. So remember to read your Bible every day. Shoot straight, shoot safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.